Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia, and I'm an entrepreneur, a brand builder, and my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. And across from me, who's looking at me in the eye, so I have to shut my eyes because it makes me <laughs> uncomfortable, is Lisa Brosser. I was wondering why you weren't looking at me. Um, death stare. Hi, I'm Lisa Brosser. I won second place at a Elvis pumpkin carving contest, and my current obsession is don't hate me don't judge me i probably uh i mean yes and yes but will and will painting pumpkins you're so dumb (laughs) you're so dumb let the record be shown for everybody listening that for the past like six months i've been waiting for fall and lisa's like i just can't do pumpkins pumpkin this pumpkin (laughs) that and then i show up to her house today and there's like these perfect little pastel pumpkins on her porch Ooh, perfect pastel pastel pumpkins porch say that that's hard i'm fine anyway um so that's hypocritical you know what do you love them I, i was trying to decide um between that or um forge's pumpkin spice latte oh I don't, or, I don't like it. I like it. It's too basic, like bland. It's not pumpkin-y oh. enough. Oh, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> so, le- I, so let me get this straight. We can like pumpkins, but not too much. We can have pumpkins, no. but not too many. It, it can, it's it's almost like LaCroix. It can have a hint of, an, of a hint of pumpkin. But if I'm going to get like a PSL, if you will, I'm not going to get a hint of pumpkin. I'm oh. going to be like, well, I'm doing this for a month. Well, We're getting a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, yeah, just like, I love that it's like clovey, and I usually don't even like clove. I, I usually like clove. don't like spice. Um, I I think what I really want to try next time is a mixture between vanilla and pumpkin. I think that I did would that. be really good. I did that when I went there, and yeah? it was better. It okay. was better. It was a little bit that sweeter. That really good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, don't know what I can and can't like anymore. Well, whatever. Oh, you can like whatever you want. You're just never going to be able to be able to put me in a box. That's what you think. My current <laughs> obsession is the Dr. Dennis Gross Alpha Beta peel pads. I've been wanting them for like two oh, years, mm-hmm. and I really like them. Hmm. And I've been cutting them in half because they're really big, and it's like way too much stuff. Hmm. And they're very expensive. It's like 70 bucks just for 30 of them, and you're supposed to use them every day. So I was like, Whoa. do I do every other day? And I was like, honestly, who can afford that? <laughs> like, I, have no uh, idea. I guess probably like a lot of people, but that just seems really unnecessary. But within like three days, I because I've been like having breakout issues. I think it's because of stress. I don't really know what's happening. But I, like, did not break out right when I started using them. Whoa. And, like, the the scarring I have, because I have really fair skin, is, like, going away. So, Crazy. Yeah. What's, so I think it's really what worth it. Scar- what's scarring? Um, I just have – I just don't heal very well. So whenever mm-hmm. I get a cut on my hands or feet or legs or anywhere, I just scar whenever huh. I get a cut. Crazy. So on my face when I have ever had acne or gotcha. whatever. 
I have discoloration, which is unfortunate. Mm. Anyway, love them. So if you guys want to get them, I got the extra strength and they are $70, but I cut them in half. So really it's like every two months. And if you really wanted to push it, you could probably go every other day just so that you can like start using them. Mm -hmm. So then it's really not too bad. Anyway. Great. Thanks for sponsoring us, Dr. (laughs) Dennis. One day. (laughs) One day. Um, Okay. Should we get to our silver lining? Yeah. Do you want me to go? Um, uh, I, I Another thing I was debating on my current obsession is the fact that I'm on Zillow probably all day. Um, oh, wow. And I'm, I'm constantly refreshing it, looking at old stuff, anything back on the market. And uh, it's not an obsession because I'm not obsessed with doing that. I just have to because I need to get out of my house. Mm-hmm. So it's my silver lining because I hate doing it. But but you're addicted to it. I guess. Because mm. people hate their addictions. Hopefully. <laughs> I guess they love them. Wait, that's really, that's an interesting thought. That is. I think they l- sometimes it love depends. it during, hate it after. Mm, the, le- the, the, the build up. Yeah. Um, so my silver lining is sometimes I like my house. Great. <laughs> I like your house. Especially once you painted. It looks so refreshing. Yeah, it's, it's open. I just need more room. You do need more room. I do. You have two like, children with there's not that, enough That Amazon rooms. box is a table and chairs for Bear. Mm-hmm. Where do you put it? Exactly. And then once Maverick starts getting into toys. Yeah. Heck no. I am already ready to, I'm already ready. I'm ready to yeah. get rid of more toys. And you, you, you guys just, will, you'll sell your house. By this time next year, we're going to be going, ha ha ha. Do you remember the time we talked about? I really hope we never talk like that. I hope we kind of do talk like Ew. that. Like all of a sudden we're just like so sophisticated. We're podcasting with our pinkies out. <laughs> do it with me. Are we um, talking about vases then too? Hopefully. Hopefully. But we have to be making the right amount of money first. Right. Wait for people listening to explain. A vase <laughs> is a vase. But when you start making six figures, it's a vase. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And you start kissing people on the cheek. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. Okay. What's your silver lining? My silver lining is that my stomach is still inside of my body, even though it tried to exit <laughs> my body this week. <laughs> Which side? The, my mouth, unfortunately, <laughs> I would have rather it be the other end because I hate throwing up yeah, so much and I can do anything in life sick, but I can't do anything in life nauseous. Like mm. when I worked at a coffee shop, I worked with like a fever for like five days. Yeah. The environment was terrible. Literally going to urgent care afterward. I can do it. I can make it happen. If I'm nauseous, though nothing's happening it was the worst day of my life i got woken up in the middle of the night with the worst pain i've ever felt in my life literally Mm. i don't even know i was literally crying begging my mom to make it stop because i was in so much pain Mm -hmm. and i didn't know what to do and i was like i'm not going to go to urgent care i don't know what's wrong i know this is an allergy thing i don't know what it is i don't know what i ate that's the freaky part i don't know what caused it so now every time i eat anything okay you know there's something going around though (sighs) Because I think Bear had it. 
and it went away the next day. Once I really, so I threw up seven times. Mm-hmm. Once I threw up the final seventh time, that was when it, the pain stopped. So it was like whatever was in my body mm-hmm. wanted to be out so bad. Hmm. And okay, I, I yeah. think it was, I had something similar to this last year and it wasn't as aggressive. Um, I think what my mom thinks what it was, was um, we like keep some of the Chipotle chips we have for like a longer period of time because we get so many. There's no and way. they're cooked in oil that also is cooked with meat. And so they were up in the cupboard for a long time. So oh. she thinks the oil could have gone rancid. That's the only, because that type of pain is meat. The only other two times I've uh-huh. had is that is that is meat. Poison, uh, like poisoning hmm. I don't know but I'm gonna just go with that that's interesting because that's other than literally one slice of cinnamon bread that Tay made me mm-hmm. why would that make me sick I have that all the you time you need to eat more <laughs> I do eat I ate that whole day I ate my normal stuff that's why it was oh, freaky oh okay yeah I had my I breakfast, was like that's lunch. all you ate no I had chipotle breakfast chips. healthy lunch and I had chipotle for dinner like it mm, wasn't okay. weird Anyway, that's, that's interesting. So I was laying in bed until 4 p.m. the next day. I do still think there's up. something going around because there Bear had been. that same exact thing. Did he throw up? Yeah. Oh. Three times. Yeah. He, he couldn't I don't know. take it. was right before we were going to Portland. I'm like, do I go? Oh. Well, the and thing with throwing up is you, you feel better after. Mm-hmm. But the issue was, which my mom told me, she's like, you just need to eat something. And then once I ate it, then it, I was able to get everything out, yeah. which was gross. But honestly, it also, felt good. I was going to tell you, we can cut this out if we want to. Um, yeast. Um, you ate bread, right? Yeah. I heard that eating yeast, like when you're sick, like makes you throw up because mm. the yeast um, like gets all gassy oh. in your stomach. But I was so feeling eat, like fine. crackers. Oh. No, no, no. I wasn't eating bread the day I was sick. Oh. That was what I thought made me sick. Oh, but you said that you ate some bread and then you threw up. No, I ate applesauce. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what it is. So yeah. it's acidic. Which, no, was good. I needed it to come out. <laughs> yeah, so I when I ate but the applesauce, time, I was so happy I threw it all out. You're nauseous. You shouldn't. Well, I had already thrown up six times and my mom's like, do you want to eat something? And I was like, no. And she's like, here's crackers. Here's applesauce. You need to eat something. But then I was happy because I threw everything up. Yeah. It was the worst. And what was worse, too, is I couldn't work. And I was so annoying. I know. That really sucks. But so behind. But maybe you should, like, take a break more. (laughs) That's not I I didn't get that because I was working too hard. (laughs) I know. It was fine. But anyway, honestly, I'm still intact. Surprised I'm here, everybody. I think I had a demon trying to come out of me. It was um, really interesting listening to your really weird, pathetic boxer when you were sick. And then you're like, okay, I'm like feeling way better. I'm like, wow, you do sound alive now. Well, because you voxered me like six times. I was like, I should respond. And I'm like, you didn't have to respond. You were sick. um, Yeah. So I'm like, can't talk because I'm so weak. Uh, okay. And then I was picturing being sick in the Big Brother house. Oh, the worst. Which I was like, I haven't seen that. Which casting is has started. I know. I saw that. So, maybe so we, we need to talk about go. that. We need to get Arturo to. <sighs> okay. We're both going to be on Big Brother. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, okay. So today's episode, we're talking about relationships mm-hmm. and it, more specifically knowing your worth mm-hmm. how to know it's a good relationship 
when to end a relationship when to end a relationship it's kind of all the like um it's like not the meat of the relationship Mm -hmm. but it's like all the surrounding things the potatoes (laughs) sure it's not the meat it's 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 the potatoes potatoes. That's, <laughs> that's good that's gonna be our excerpt of this episode i would love that and so yeah sure let's say it's it's the carb it's okay. it's what keeps you going and sure it's the I carbs like it. i like i mean it that's too. a saying the meat and the potatoes oh i like, didn't know that yeah it's some oh, saying you're serious yeah oh. but it's some saying i don't think it has to do with this but it makes sense if we're not talking about the actual main course uh-huh. what it's the yeah. salad no, i think potatoes sense. is better okay the potatoes <laughs> she just rolled her eyes and looked out the window no i did not wishing wondering dreaming what life is like okay away from you away okay from me. so um okay so i think we should start with um from what i can tell i mean i know you and i've been in like a relationship for a long time and so it's a little bit different but we both have like a history with stuff um so I think we should start with like talking to the girl who's maybe in a relationship where there's a lot of things that are right but there's a couple big things that are wrong Mm -hmm. and you don't want to let go of all those good things because like how could you ever find those again Mm -hmm. but those two things are they're pretty you're questioning them a lot and they keep coming up in the back of your head Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to waste my time. What if I don't find somebody like him again? He's this, this, and this. He checks off all these boxes, but fill in the blank. Okay. Well, I'm curious about what you would say to this girl because, I mean, okay, when it comes to, like, a blanket, I can't blanket statement, like, well, you'll you'll know, like, buy this this and this and so um for instance I mean that just sounds ambiguous just saying that but for instance I had a girl um once want to meet with me because um she grew up in the Romanian community with me and she was like you know I want to start going to American church and I don't know if he would ever be okay with that and he just has he has a lot of amazing qualities but then he has some qualities that are like the stubbornness of the Romanian like the Romanian guys a lot of Romanian guys I dated who only want to go to a Romanian church for instance and I was like you know what like for myself I really didn't want that in a guy I didn't want a guy who's stubborn especially in his faith and who wasn't open to like going to other churches whether it be American or Romanian and for myself I just wanted him to grow wherever he was going to grow and so if for instance that is an issue for you um then like you need to really consider like what you want like is that important for you And so I think that kind of goes into, um, well, a couple of our points are non-negotiables and um, not settling. Mm -hmm. And so I think it depends. Are you settling? Do you feel like you're settling? If you feel like you're settling, I say no-go. Because I think that, um, that when it comes to like... For instance, if we're talking to the girl who says there's all of these amazing qualities and there's these two things, well, A, can they grow in it? Is it something that you want to help them grow in, B? Um, And C, 
does it contradict your um like life mission together or your life goals because I think that another quality you should look for is um having the same like mission statement in life and so for instance I think a really big one for me if not the biggest it is the biggest actually is their faith and so for and that isn't just a a that's not a blanket statement for myself either because I wasn't okay with just dating any Christian guy. Okay, I was okay with dating any Christian guy, but when it came down to someone I wanted to spend my whole life with, it had to be similar, you know? They couldn't just like believe in God, believe in Jesus, believe in the Holy Spirit, and that's it. Right. It had to be like, well, what do you want to do with that in mm-hmm. your life? Like, what does that look like? Like to you, what does a Jesus follower look like? What do they do? What's their daily life like? And not settling as far as that's concerned. But when it came to other stuff, I mean, like, for instance, me and Zav, complete opposite people. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of things <laughs> that annoy me about him. But he checked off every little thing as far as all the big stuff. Right. And that's all that was important to me mm-hmm. because anything else can either change or honestly, I just wanted to accept him as who he was. Right. His fashion needed help, but yes. that was stuff that I was willing to help him with. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And I think there is definitely no blanket statements when it comes to this stuff because there are, I think it, you have to take, you really have to sit down however you do it best maybe write freaking write down a pros and cons list maybe talk to people about it not talk to people about him like make sure it's very safe but in the sense of like can he grow in this like you said like if you're constantly annoyed that he's kind of messy he can learn to do that but also maybe he won't and you need to understand are you going to be tolerant of that and are you okay with dealing with that for 50 years and then if it's bigger things like you know like where I obviously where I think we both agree with this is like if he ever hits you that's a, a no you, go no go right. you're done you know if he ever like for example I saw this this story of this girl who said I've been in a relationship with this guy for a year we've never fought it's been great nothing's ever happened I love him blah 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 but the other night we were out he got drunk he wouldn't let me drive and then he drove drunk and then he wouldn't pull over and then he hit her And she was like, what do I actually do? It's been a year. And he only did this because he was drunk. But what I noticed was, you know, it's only because he was drunk. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. if there is an issue now, it's going to be amplified later. And yet right now, maybe it's because he was drunk. But what if you really piss him off again one day? What is he going to do to you then? Mm -hmm. So I think you really have to, like you said, have non-negotiables, no matter what they are, but also not complain if you can't find the people that are filling those spots. Because I know that there are people who I've literally asked them what their list is. And it's like, he needs to make more money than me. Like they already make almost six figures. Mm -hmm. He needs to not have any tattoos. He needs to do this. He needs to want to do this. This, this, Mm -hmm. literally a list of 10 things. And I was like, you actually can have whatever list you want, but you also need to be realistic and go. There's probably like 10 people like that on the planet. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think you're going to be able to find them, you know? And I think that uh, an interesting thing is um, he, he might not be like that when you meet him. Yes. And it could be a season thing. So for instance, one of Zav's things, um, he loved my, I had like white hair when he met me 
and he loved it. He called me his ice queen. He still calls me his queen. I'm just not icy anymore. Um, and I told him, I was like, well, that's kind of funny because I really wanted blue hair. And my hair was a little more grayish, bluish before that, like a hint of it. Mm-hmm. And it washed out. So when he met me, it was just white. And he was like, oh, yeah, if I met you when it was like, if I saw you when it was like that, I never would have talked to you. And I'm like, isn't that funny, though? Because there's a lot of things you 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 say you don't like. And um, like this is actually me talking to him about it. But then I'll I'll change my hair like I went short with my hair and he only likes long hair and he's like wow that actually looks really good on you I'm like isn't that really interesting and I think that's a great takeaway for dating is well like things can change and I think that when you're dating someone well when you're married to someone I try to look the way that Sav likes me to look and then there's other things that I'm like you know what, like, I really like this thing and I'm going to do it. I'm going to see how he takes it or I'll ask him about it first and he's open to it always. And if it's something he really hates, sometimes I'll stop doing it. Sometimes I'll go with it. Yeah. And that's not even like a control thing. It's just like a, well, I want you to be attracted to me. So I'm going to weigh out the options of what this looks like. Yeah. No, totally. And I think there's definitely a difference, which I think, which I'm going to tread lightly here, but in this generation of life, it's very easy to be like, I don't need a man telling me what to do ever. Mm-hmm. I don't need a man to, you know, I'm going to do exactly what I want. Da, da, da. It's like true. Like you should be able to do exactly what you want. But then there's like a level of, well, do you want him to be attracted to you? Or do you want him to respect you? So like, yeah, you could go off and yell at your friend in front of him. Mm-hmm. You can do that. But where does that put him? And like, what is he going to think about you then? And if you don't care, then okay. You know. And I mean, we're saying this speaking to women because a lot of women are listening. Yeah. Are our listeners. Are two men listening. Are <laughs> two men. Um, <laughs> not even Zav and Arturo. No. Um, but the thing is, the same goes for guys. And mm-hmm. if they did things that we didn't like we would go crazy yep and so we're just asking for the same thing in return Mm -hmm. honestly yeah and so I don't know why it it is such a big thing now Mm -hmm. but I mean we've been changing men from the beginning of time saying wear this change your hair don't grow a beard what's with that mustache Mm -hmm. and so that's why um I try to especially when I started dating Zav, I'm like, okay, I need to remember this. I want him to be who he is. Yeah. And the only things I really want him to change in his life have to be the big things. Mm-hmm. Like, or like um, the real negative things. The real, Like yeah. the real life so, negative things. So for instance, I think a really good instance is the messiness. Mm-hmm. Zav has always been super clean. That was a really big thing for me. I thought that was actually really important to myself. It's something I could have done without, but I ended up finding a guy who was really cleanly like me. We've since had to change a lot of things because of kids, and we've had to be okay with the fact we're in a time of life where we have to let things go. And so um, our OCD is to the side until our kids are out of the house, probably. And luckily, we still care about cleanliness, just in a different way. 
okay, that's a perfect thing. Like, I really like that about him. And then there were like really big things that um, in his new position as a pastor, a lead pastor at his church, I've had to talk through some things that I'm like, you know what? Social media, him posting certain things has gotten him in trouble in the past just because like really silly stuff. But as a pastor, um, he has to uh, rethink a few things and I help him with that. And so there have been a few things that I'm like, you know, I appreciate your humor. I don't know if other people know you well enough to appreciate that. And so those are things that he had to change and that's why he wanted me in his life so that he so that I can recognize those things and help him through that. And so I also think you have to be okay with that change as well. Totally. And you really need to be okay with you know, what? I take that I'm going to take a step back. You also need to be ready to change things in your life knowing that you're not perfect. And you need to be with someone who changes you for the better Mm -hmm. and can recognize bad things in you and tell you in a very loving way, like, hey, that's not a good thing. How do we change that? Yeah. Or recognizing that in you to help you change it. Mm -hmm. That's been really huge for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say one thing that's probably going to ruffle feathers. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't want to change, you should be single. That's what I think. Because changing for the better. Yeah. Because you're not going to be in a really like ultimately what's the point of a relationship mm-hmm. other than the basics of like you love that person. Or you want to start a family with them. But like really what's the point of a relationship? You're literally like yoking yourself with somebody. Mm. So if you're doing that, how do you expect to go through life going? No, I'm perfect. Actually, everything I do is perfect, actually. And you can't tell me what to do. And I'm still going to tell you what to do. But like, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're living, you're coexisting and creating like your own like universe with with this person Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to be with somebody that makes you better that's what a relationship is but you're not going to be with somebody just because they're hot or you're physically attracted to them even though sometimes that's why people get together and that's fine being physically attracted to somebody is great but ultimately that's not what's going to keep you together what's going to keep you together like you said are your core values or your moral compass is the same you guys want the same things and you also want to change and grow and I mean literally last night I was showing Arturo something that I had made for a client and he didn't like it and I got really offended and he's like you never ever take my constructive criticism well and I'm like yeah but you know but 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 all of this stuff and it's like then in hindsight okay yeah you're right you're trying to make me better you know hey this is why this hurt me the delivery was like this but ultimately you want me to be a better like better at my work so that's why you're saying that Mm -hmm. so imagine if I never ever took what he said how are we ever supposed to grow as a couple and again I'm saying that with a grain of salt like if they're trying to change who you are as a person that's not okay Mm -hmm. but if they're trying to help you grow from where you already are like it's almost like they're like a little watering can and you're already a flower Mm -hmm. they just want to keep you growing Uh but if they're trying to like kill who you are as the flower they should That's be killing the weeds, not exactly. the flower. Which honestly, so many relationships do that. I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen relationships where I can't even recognize that like the girl anymore. that that so you know was Ugh. six years ago. And it's like you cannot stifle them unless you actually think it's really wrong or inappropriate. 
And you know, sometimes um, that person is growing into who they truly are and that person's helping them in that. Because I can say, my gosh, I'm a completely different person from six years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, remember the seven year thing. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I think like hopefully you're changing for the better in your relationship. And so I think a great way to know if you're in a long-term relationship to know if the relationship is good is are you growing as a person and are you becoming a better person or are you becoming a worse person or, or yeah exactly yeah, which because happens you start to become who you're around yeah and who are you around the most probably your mate and I think that's a great reflection and not always you're you're not you're not to be blamed for another person becoming bad Mm -hmm. that's for sure not for instance if you're cheated on or the person's a pathological liar and that's coming out later no I'm not saying you're to blame absolutely not but what I am saying is that there are characteristic traits that can happen and it's because of a bad relationship totally yeah and I think too it's like I think as women a lot of times, and it's not a blank statement, but in the sense of like, we just like want to fix people. We want to fix our kids, our friends, our Mm -hmm. relationships. And what I've noticed a lot, and I'm guilty of this too, is like being with somebody with this idea that they're going to be better one day and it's going to be because of us. We're going to help them. And I have seen that and you know there are examples of girls that are like he was doing a b and c that he shouldn't have been doing but now that I'm here and he's going to church and like I'm gonna help him he's not gonna do that anymore and then a year comes down the line and then all of a sudden oh he's cheated on you oh he's doing these things oh well that's who he was before Mm. you cannot change them personally I believe only God can change somebody missionary dating PSA does not work and if it does it's because of God really can we say what uh can you explain missionary dating for those yeah yeah so a lot of times Christians will start dating somebody who doesn't have the same faith faith base as them and they say well because I'm taking them to church and I'm reading the Bible with them and and they got baptized and I was there and it was because I brought them to church now they love Jesus and now we're the same and we have the same faith base and it's like you don't save people Mm -hmm. Jesus saves people Mm -hmm. and I can't even tell you the amount of honestly divorces (laughs) that I have seen in my personal life that have come from people that are not equally yoked with what we're talking about, like Mm -hmm. that same moral compass and those same core beliefs. Um, And it's really important, whether you're a Christian or not, like imagine if you were like a vegan and you were very strong in that. And imagine you started dating somebody who ate meat, (laughs) but it bothered you. And every time you went out to dinner, you could not believe they were ordering meat, you Mm -hmm. know? But do you stick with that? Or do you say, I really can't handle the way that this person is? You're not going to change them. Mm -hmm. Maybe you will. Maybe they'll start becoming a vegan. I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. It's in the sense of like, it doesn't just have to be Christianity, but it can be like, once we get married, he will want to have kids. He will. Mm -hmm. We'll just need to be married for a while. And then five years comes Mm -hmm. down the line. Oh, he doesn't want kids. Oh, well, he told you that. That's who he was before you started dating him. So you can't be mad at him. And Mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot too. Yeah. (laughs) you good did you yeah I just I get frustrated because 
people will stay with people because they maybe are really attractive that's a huge thing they have money Mm -hmm. so they know they'll be stable because right money will fix anything they uh they wasted so much time. I was with him for four years, though. I'll never get those four years back. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but imagine spending the rest of your life with somebody that doesn't believe the same things you do and doesn't mm-hmm. want the same things. And then you resent them. And then you end up not talking anymore. And then you end up divorced with three kids. And I'm saying that because I've seen that in my personal life. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. Yeah. I think um, as far as... So I think money is actually a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, well, it was was when I was at Bridgetown and John Mark, um, I think he was on his Loveology series and he was saying, it's not necessarily wrong to want to be with someone who has X amount of money. You just have to be aware of that. And it's almost like, you know, what's your non-negotiable? Don't be with someone if you know you're going to be so annoyed that they're not going to have money. But the only thing is you have to be aware that that doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. And what if he lost all his money? Would you still love him the same? Exactly. Yeah. And and you know what? When I was dating, I remember thinking about this <clears throat> as far as any aspect. When I, It's almost like you're going through the checklist when you're dating someone. And my checklist was more so like, You know, okay, so he has money, um, but what if he didn't have money anymore? Would I would I be okay with him? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, he's really good looking. Woo! But if he didn't have that anymore, if he got in a car accident, or if he became handicapped, if he got burned, would I be okay with taking care of him? Would I be okay if he never looked the same again? And then you know, what if you know, what if he does this? What if he does this? And I mean. You can obviously go down a really slippery slope with that. But I would say just have that that list of like, I don't know what you would call it, but maybe just the big things kind of like that. Maybe mm-hmm. all the things that could end up not being important in the future and saying, am I really liking him for the core of who he is? And if that's not it, if you're not liking him for his personality and his beliefs if you're not okay with things then that's probably not a relationship you want to be in Mm -hmm. yeah because I mean there's no such thing as soulmates no (laughs) so even if you saw somebody and you were like it was love at first sight I we don't believe in soulmates I don't we don't believe in soulmates um there's 7 billion people in the world (laughs) you know so personally I think you can make it work with a lot of different people Mm -hmm. But I do think that God has a plan for certain people. And, you know, I, um, but I think that like, you know, for Arturo and I, like we, our story is just way different because we started dating when we were 19 and it was, we have gone through literally everything together. The first six months we were together, he lost his phone, totaled his car, sorry, he lost his job, totaled his car and broke his phone all in one day. And within six months, I was going to doctor's appointments and insurance appointments. And, you know, this whole idea of like for better, or for worse and sickness and health, rich or poor, like those are real things. And I know that because him and I, like we've ebbed and flowed in these, you know, almost eight years together, whenever we get married, like we're going to go through stuff, you know, and I think it is really important, like you said, to have your checklist. So if you want somebody, because I think money, 
I think money's a big deal for people because it's not just about money because with money comes other things. It comes stability or maybe a house or responsibility. And that's really attractive to a woman to see somebody who's really like on their feet and stable. Um, but like you said, if you end up losing those things, how do you know like where your love was? Was your love just because of like, was it truly for who he was as a person or was it for the things that maybe he had done in his life or he was super accomplished or whatever it was? So to the girl out there, to end this little portion, to the girl out there who doesn't really know, the last thing I'll say, going back to your example of the person in the Romanian church, I think you have to weigh out your options and be like, you know, if you're dating somebody who's Romanian and they are very, and you know more than I do, but they're very strong in their culture, they've grown up a certain way. If you're choosing to be with that person, there are things that you're going to be choosing along with that. If he doesn't want to go to an American church, then you have to understand, okay, well, if you're signing up to be with somebody who, you know, it grew up differently than you, are you willing to be a part of his life the way that it is? Now there's a very fine line between being that and being controlling, but you also have to know who you're going to be with too and go, well, you're not going to change who he is. Like he's going to always be Romanian. He's mm-hmm. always going to have these these tendencies or whatever it was. Same with Arturo. He's Mexican. That's a whole other culture mm-hmm. I never understood. There's a lot of family dynamics I don't understand. I'm never going to change that in him. Yeah. But also I know he's always been super open and willing to go to whatever church, mm-hmm. however I feel comfortable. Um, so I think it, it sometimes is very like subjective too like what you can and cannot handle and if it's worth those things outweighing the other ones you know yeah I mean I remember um when me and Zav were dating and there were certain like Christian issues that we we didn't agree on and he and I have both like gone different ways and I mean sometimes it's now the same and then some of them like we're still complete opposites and and I think um being in relationship a a big part of it is just being open to what the other person is offering especially if you look up to them I mean I think Zav is just so smart and I really um value his intelligence biblically especially I mean, he didn't go to school until the end of fourth grade. And so there are certain things that he's really not good at. Um, Like he doesn't, he can't read cursive um, or write in cursive. Um, But as far as that doesn't matter to me. So that's whatever. Maybe for someone else that's important. But for me, it doesn't matter. But as far as biblically, I always looked up to the way that he looked at things. And it's really cool now seeing him think about the way that I believe in certain things biblically and how he's actually been interested in getting to know it more. And he's even changed some of his beliefs ever since then, which feels pretty cool as a non-scholar myself. Um, Dropping out of Bible college doesn't count. Um, but I think, uh, just a really big part of dating and marriage is just being open to that person. And maybe there's some things that you thought were important or aren't super important and just being open to the possibility of like, maybe that's not a big deal to you anymore. And, um, if you go on your third date and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm open to that, but that's just, you know, 
not what am I trying to say? I get what I know. I get what you're saying. Cause there are certain things we've, we've talked about this before, but like I have pretty strong non-negotiables in my relationship that I'm very grateful that I have in Arturo. Mm-hmm. There are other things I would prefer a guy to not have, but if he had, I could work through it. Yeah. And so, you know, like for me, I didn't want somebody who drank and like, that's a very personal thing because of personal things that happened mm-hmm. in my life. And I just didn't want that in my life. And I think that's totally fine. But I also had to have the knowledge of going, well, if I don't find somebody for a long time then, then that's on me because that's my personal Mm -hmm. preference. That's true. I'm very lucky that Arturo just doesn't want that either. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not for any judgmental reason. It's just something for our lives. So, but there is a difference too, because there, you know, are certain things that I would prefer a guy to not do. You know, I can think of a lot of things, but I'm like, okay, well, if you did like... Mm-hmm. that's fine so I think it is really good to have like those non-negotiables and if some guy doesn't fill that I don't care if you've been with him for like 10 years um dating not marriage then I would say it's okay to cut the cord and yeah. and find something find I, something different sometimes I think that's what what people need to hear it doesn't it doesn't matter how long you've been dating someone for if it's a a big thing and you've just been going with the flow and you're at a point now where you're like whoa I I I really love this person but that's such a big deal then Mm -hmm. I don't think breaking up is ever supposed to be easy it's never been easy for me and unfortunately you've already gone this long and you need to cut the cord yeah so to the girl who's been with that person for four years I mean, if you have had the same red flags in the back of your head and you you find yourself asking more people what they think Mm -hmm. and you find yourself Googling stuff or buying books about it, I would say it's time to let that go. And what's really nice is nothing in life has to be 100 percent except for what's the saying? Death, death and taxes. Like you could break. I've known people that are married now that broke up for a year because they had things that they had to go through and they were younger. Stuff yeah. happens. You could break up with that person now and maybe they'll freaking get the point. They'll get their act together and then they'll find out they want to be with you mm-hmm. and maybe they won't. And honestly, you want to be with somebody who's going to fight for you in the end anyway, because you are worth it, which brings us into part two. That is a great transition. Thank you so much. I practiced it. But Knowing your worth as a male or a female, I think females have a really hard time with this. It's very important. So the I will just say one thing, and that is that your worth is not depicted by somebody else or something mm-hmm. that has happened to you. Mm-hmm. If you really know that deep in your heart, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to go through really hard things. I mean, I think everybody goes through stuff, but then I think that there are people that go through things that really um, make them feel unworthy of love. And um, I feel like I always say elusive comments like in my personal life, but that there is somebody very close to me in my personal life that I have seen because of certain things that happened to her when she was young. She never felt worthy of love. Um, and it's really hard to look at somebody and give them like this motivational pep talk and all these Pinterest quotes, you know, and be like, you are worth it when all you've ever known from a man or vice versa, if something has happened to you as a, um, a woman, man, whatever you guys get what I'm saying. Um, I think that, you can't always just fix things with words and because they have to know it for themselves. Um, So I think 
it just is really good to know, which I'm going to try to fix it with words, is that your worth is not depicted by the things that have happened to you. I believe that your worth comes from God. Um, and I think that, that this can actually be a really hard topic for certain people because it's really easy for me to say, you know, it's really easy for some people to say, you're worth it, girl, if you really don't know that. So my question to you, what advice would you give to somebody who really doesn't feel like they are worth love in any capacity it's so hard um I think that having had a eating disorder most of my life um it was really hard understanding worth worth was was a word no matter how many times I could read the definition it just I couldn't comprehend it I couldn't comprehend how anyone could feel worthy or like feel beautiful or feel good enough And it hasn't, honestly, I mean, I haven't even had my eating disorder for years and it hasn't been until recently after having kids, it's some sort of switch went off. And, um, I finally was like, wow, I don't deserve that. And, and it, it, it was mainly happening, um, in my relationship that I was like, okay, I'm going to start sticking up for myself. Um, Not in a sense of Zav uh, was like necessarily doing anything wrong. It's just that for a really long time, I was okay with things. And I just got to a point where I wasn't okay with it before. So we kind of hit on earlier, like um, you talking to Arturo about something and his delivery was a little off, for instance. So Zav could be saying something so loving and kind in his eyes but the way that he delivers it isn't the best. And I think that is usually just the way that, um, well, anyone can do that because I do that too. And I only recently got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I, I'm actually responding to you in a bad way or now that it's happened more often and I can like put my finger on it before I respond negatively I'll say hey this is actually a a, for instance as far as you not talking to me in the best manner and I don't think it's because you don't love me and I don't even think anyone else could take it take it wrongly it's just that the way I'm perceiving it I don't like the way that you talk to me like that Mm -hmm. um I think that one really important thing with knowing your worth I think too is finding out the root of why you don't feel worth it and like backtracking and Mm -hmm. like going really deep into that because you know if you don't feel worth it because of maybe something that happened to you okay well what happened to you and you know you don't have to tell anybody or maybe like your therapist okay well why did that make you feel like that and then why did that make you feel like that and then I think it's always spiraling down like you know yesterday because so my biggest trigger in life when I get the most upset is when I feel stupid because I felt stupid all growing up because I didn't get good grades I didn't get good grades in college and I always thought I was just so dumb I can't take tests and um, once I found this creative outlet that's only when I learned to thrive so when people maybe constructively criticize my work I instantly revert back to feeling really stupid and like oh so I can't do this either huh like I can't do that and I can't do this and then you kind of go into that headspace and it's the whole thing of when you're with people they have baggage and you have to understand that like you know if somebody like 
says a word to you you don't like well why oh because your dad always said that to you when you were in trouble it's like Mm -hmm. there's always a root cause to Mm -hmm. these things um so for me it's not even like I grew up feeling like oh I'm so worth it it's just more like well I I don't care like it's more of like I don't even know how to put this in words but it's more just like oh don't talk to me like that because you shouldn't and if that means okay I'm going to be single then whatever (laughs) do you know what I mean I don't know if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense but it's just it's not even I'm like oh I'm so worth it it's just like know that you're worth it just because you're alive like just because you're a human being you're worth having respect shown to you Mm -hmm. no matter what and I know it's hard to remember that um but if you let people walk all over you over and over and over and over, you'll start thinking of yourself as a rug and you're just not a rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a person. You're a person, you know. Yeah. But I think it's really easy to fall into the habit of maybe the your boyfriend that you're with, maybe like he yells at you or something every time you're fighting. Well, that just happens. But now imagine it's every day for 20 years. Mm -hmm. It's like you're going to start thinking you're worth being yelled at because that's the only thing that you've Mm -hmm. ever received. Mm -hmm. So it's learning, I think, to nip those things in the bud or maybe not. Maybe you're just like, I'm actually done and -hmm. stand up for yourself and see how that person reacts. And if they don't react in a good way, I think you know if they're the person you should be with or not be with. Mm. Wow. I feel like this is in my brain even tying into like this is how revolutions start. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I I mean that like in the best way possible. I mean, I don't want to get political and like start getting into anything. But I mean, like this is what the Black Lives Matter movement was started for. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, even, hey, Christians, like this is why you respect gay people. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is human. Like mm-hmm. talk respectfully to every single one person that is around you and you don't understand where you're coming from and um like take everything with a grain of salt like hey maybe someone's having a bad day but you're a human and no one's supposed to get walked on and so there's a point where you're like hey this has actually happened a few times and I don't deserve that Mm -hmm. and you know that also takes having people around you lifting you up and Maybe that's why I even started to realize my worth because I I was actually learning that in other ways with Zav and I was learning that in other ways with my friends and I'm like, you know, I have to remember that for every aspect of my relationship. And so it, it's a growing thing. I think learning your worth isn't always inherent and if it's inherent, it's because you had amazing parents or someone around you who's really good at that Mm um I I didn't um had amazing parents but um I wasn't um yeah I was also shot down like you when I was younger and so and that was from many people around me Mm -hmm. and so don't worry just (laughs) you'll learn yeah yeah and I think hopefully I think to kind of end this off, I was listening to, so Miley Cyrus was on the Joe Rogan podcast Mm. and I was just intrigued by it. She really intrigues me. And she said in life, she's learned to be tough, but kind or sorry, firm, but kind. Mm. And I thought that was really good good because knowing your worth doesn't have to be aggressive. And I'm not saying there isn't a time to yell because like, let's be honest, sometimes there really is. Uh, Maybe not to your significant other. I don't know if there's like ever really a time, but I just mean like, if you feel like 
the same people are triggering you. Like I have certain people in my life where I look back and I go, why, why do I, every time I hang out with them, we end up getting into a fight and it's like friends. And it's like, that shouldn't be like that. We should have a respectful conversation. So then I've learned to distance myself. And if that's how you feel in your relationship, it's time to not just distance yourself, but it's time to like cut that, to kind of go back to what we were saying, because there are going to be certain people in life that aren't going to respect you and aren't going to show you worth. Um, And honestly, yelling isn't going to all of a sudden make them show that you're worth it. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's just going to make them more upset and it's probably going to do the opposite. So I think it's really important to have like self-awareness and coach yourself through those situations and know sometimes you just have to, there are certain people that are just not going to get it. Um, And it, you know, a lot of times it could be political, it could be religiously, it could be like a lot of different things. Um, Just yelling doesn't solve a whole lot, I don't think. No. Which is hard because sometimes you want to yell at somebody, I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is by action and by standing up for yourself in a firm but kind way. Yeah. And I think that that can all boil down to communication. So when you're maybe figuring out, hey, this is now a non-negotiable or this has always been a non-negotiable and I haven't really been good at this, talk to your partner. I mean, this can go into friendships. Talk to your friend Mm -hmm. um, or even someone who's hurt you in the past and talk through these things. And so when it comes down to your relationship, friendship, um, just letting them know like, hey, I'm starting to think of these things. What do you think about that? Is that something that matters to you? Is this something that we can change or is this never going to change? Yeah. And if it's never going to change, how do we go about that? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I've learned from Arturo is asking a lot of questions. And so if you feel like somebody maybe doesn't think you're worth it, you could even simply ask them those things in a kind way. Like, hey, do you think that it's appropriate to talk to me like that? Or, hey, mm-hmm. do you think I'm worth it to receive this? You know, hey, have I done anything to make you talk mm-hmm. to me like this? And and really owning your responsibility of that. But all in all... um. I think knowing your worth takes a lot of practice and time um, and it's and even if that means like writing stuff on your mirror or like doing mm-hmm. anything telling yourself every day like who, you know how people have talked to me and what has been done to me in the past does not depict who I am as a person mm-hmm. um, and being like loving to yourself like you would to somebody else you know yeah but be kind throughout all of it mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a hard time with that that's really good yeah do you have a final statement I don't. That was my final statement. Perfect. <laughs> well, um, I think this was good. We always go longer than I, if we, I always have more to say than I think I have. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my life. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, if this resonated with you at all, we would love to hear um, your stories. So DM us or email us or talk to us. Um, we love getting to know you guys better. Um, if you haven't yet, if you could just subscribe, rate, and review. It only takes uh, just a couple minutes, um, not even, like 30 seconds. And it means the world to us. And we've gotten some really good reviews lately. That's oh, so good. That have, like, Go and really- read them. <laughs> go read all of them but they've really fueled us and they do really keep us going so if you do listen to the show and haven't yet it would mean the world um you can follow us at the salt and pepper podcast and you can follow us personally at olivia corinne and at Le- it's lisa brosser ursu and it's always better when salt, salt and pepper, pepper come, come together. together bye guys bye. see you next tuesday thanks for listening tune in every tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. 
follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.